Welcome into another edition of Home Run Throwback Daily. I'm your host, Jimmy Morris. You can follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. This is a Broadway Sports Media podcast. BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the best place to get all of your Titans information. Our very own Mike Herndon was at practice yesterday and had a great recap of everything that went on. So check that out over at the site. Again, that's BroadwaySportsMedia.com. All right, so yesterday was the first day the Titans were on the field for practice, so it was just really cool to, to see that back, um, to get training camp officially started, you know, after kind of the kickoff press conference on Tuesday, they got everything going. So um, good to see the guys back on the field and, you know, participation of everybody that we expected to participate, so that was good. Um, obviously, you know, we, we talked yesterday a little bit about the vaccine and how that was going to be the story for a little bit. Um, People noticed yesterday during stretch that Ryan Tannehill was wearing a mask. He was asked about that in his post-game or his post-practice press conference. And basically said, look, he didn't want to get the vaccine, but with all the protocols that the NFL put in place for unvaccinated players, he decided to go ahead and get it. So he's in the process of getting the vaccine. He didn't say exactly where he was, but, you know, there's a shot and you have to wait a couple of weeks. There's another shot and you have to wait a couple of weeks after that before you're you know, fully vaccinated. So he's somewhere in that process. I expect that to be done, you know, by the time – the season starts, obviously. And I thought what he said about his decision to get the vaccine, and I don't want to talk about, you know, whether or not he should or whatever. I don't care about any of that for him. But, um, you know, the decision that, look, if I'm going to be a part of this team, I'm going to be a leader of this team, I've got to be with the team. And if I don't get the vaccine, I can't be with the team. I can't eat with them. I can't hang out with them. You know, those types of things. I mean, I, I, that was smart. And, I mean, a good decision on his part from that standpoint. Yesterday, Mike Vrabel was asked about offseason awards. He mentioned four players, Anthony Ferkser, Nick Westbrook-Akina, Laurel Murchison, and Tier Tart. Now, he had mentioned Ferkser and Tier Tart the day before about guys that looked different when they came back this year. So, um, you know, I think it's a good sign. Again, there is a position on the defensive line that is available for, for somebody to take with the, with the departure of Daquan Jones. Um, from all accounts, yesterday, T.R. Tart had a good day. Now, they don't have pads on, so those things, you know, are kind of fluid a little bit as far as what guys are actually doing when they don't have pads on. But, you know, again, Ferkser's the guy they need to step up. Um, Westbrook Aquino's a guy that's gotten a lot of buzz inside that building. Now, you know, I think he made some nice plays in practice yesterday from what the people that were there said, but I'm still not sold on him as, as being a, a contributor to this team. But, I mean, you know, we'll see. And then Murchison is a guy that has a has a chance to step into a role. So, um, you know, again, just just good to hear when guys are, are making progress. And Vrabel said that I think those guys get a parking spot up front or something and, and, and a few other things, I'm sure. So, um, anyway, so those are the guys. Every year they have a few guys they mention as the offseason award winners. Those were the guys this year. Something we're all going to be keeping an eye on as camp continues is the kickers. Both kickers made all their kicks yesterday. I think there were a total of nine kicks. They were all made. Um, still some comments on the, the tra- trajectory of the ball, the launch angle, so to speak, um, uh, of how those kicks come out. And that it's just it's, it's not not what you typically see from an NFL kicker. Now, again, you know, Vrabel had a lot of good things to say about Tucker McCann. I think they really like him. I think he's going to get every chance to win this job. But I'm still going to hold fast to my prediction that I made yesterday that Steven Goskowski is the kicker when this team gets to week one. Racy McMath. Racy McMath made a bunch of buzz yesterday, made some good catches. Um, you, you see his ability when you watch him. I mean, you know, he's a big dude. He's fast. He's, he's got those things. But I cautioned on Twitter last night, look, 
as Titans fans, we've been down this road before. There is a receiver that we fall in love with and that we convince ourselves is going to be the next, you know, whoever. And it just never seems to work out. Now, the good news this year is that you're talking about, I think at best, the fourth receiver. Um, you know, you've got Julio, you've got A.J. Brown, you've got Josh Reynolds. Those are your top three, and that's a good top three. You know, there were years where we were doing this with unproven receivers in training camp, hoping that guy would be the number one. So, you know, at least there's not that pressure this time. Um, but I just, I've seen this movie too many times, and it was funny, the, all the responses on Twitter last night about, you know, different guys that, that I had even kind of forgotten about that were mentioned. Um, I mean, obviously, we all remember Tyrone Calico, at least if you've been a fan of this team long enough, because that was, that was a long time ago now. Um, but, I mean, Calico was the next – I mean, he was awesome, and we were all so excited about what he was going to be able to do. And, I mean, I, I think the, the horse collar from Roy Williams is what really made that not ever a thing, but, um, you know, just wasn't able to, to put it together. But, you know, you saw practice in preseason, he was the guy. Um, you know, Trey McBride's another guy. Tajay Sharp, who ended up having a pretty nice career, but was never going to be, you know, the number one receiver. I mean, Taewon Taylor, Roydell Williams. Uh, I mean, there, there's, just a, there's a bunch of guys. We could go down that list and we could spend a lot of time. Byron Ely. I mean, there, there's just a lot of guys that have come through here that we've all been, we've all convinced ourselves, this is the guy. This is the guy that's going to save the Titans receivers, you know, the, the position. And like I said, luckily, it's already been saved, right? A.J. Brown. Um, you know, even if he never plays another down, uh, has been was very productive um, and has done a lot of good things. And everybody said that AJ Brown looked really impressive yesterday, which is good news because you know he was banged up for the majority of the season last year, uh, missed a lot of practices with that knee injury. Uh, you know, so it was good that he looked fully healthy. Saw a couple of videos of him. One one move he made on Jackrabbit Jenkins. I mean, just made him look silly. Again, you know, one-on-ones, you, you kind of expect a little bit of that. But uh, it, it was good to see A.J. Brown out there and healthy. And I listened to Paul Kaharski on Outkick 360 yesterday talk about how good the receivers looked, how far ahead of the defensive backs they looked. And, you know, he said somebody mentioned, well, maybe the defensive backs are just bad. I think these receivers are just really good. Now, I don't know what the defensive backs are. We'll find out about them as, you know, as we get into the preseason, as we get into games. But I, I think this is just a good group of receivers, and it's – Easily the best group of receivers that this team has ever had, um, you know, especially since they've been the Titans. You know, the I mean, the maybe the best one-two in the league. And I'm like I say, maybe it's the best one-two in the league because you've got Julio Jones, who's you know one of the greatest receivers of all time, and AJ Brown, who is on that ascension. So um, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun offense to watch. Um, AJ, like I said, AJ Brown looked good yesterday, so that was good to hear. Taylor Lewan was out there. Um, practicing, you know, obviously he missed the, the most of the year last year with that torn ACL. Um, so, you know, there was, I guess, some talk a little bit about if he, he had had a setback or had to have a cleanup surgery. Um, from, from, from all accounts, he's out there looking good. So that's good. They, they need him healthy. They, like I said, what we talked about yesterday, they need Dylan Radins to win that right tackle job. If that happens, the offensive line is going to be really good. And then the last thing that I just kind of wanted to highlight was uh, multiple people said that Kevin Byard had a good day yesterday. And, you know, of all the weird things that went on with the 2020 Titans, the fact that Kevin Byard struggled so much was probably the most surprising. I mean, the defense was terrible. Um, I think as a whole, they were just lost and didn't really know what was going on. You can talk about personnel, coordination, you know, whatever. We, we've, we've beaten that dead horse. But Kevin Byard is a guy that was really, really good. You know, the Titans made, gave him a lot of money, and he deserved it. 
and then all of a sudden he was just bad. And, and that's not typically what happens, right? Guys don't pr- forget how to play overnight, and he's not at, at the point in his career where he should be hitting that age decline. So I think there was just a lot of confusion with what was going on with, with the defense. I think he didn't understand what his role was supposed to be or whatever, and I think that caused him to play a little bit slow. Hopefully, you know, those problems are going to be fixed this year, and we're going to see that Kevin Byer that we saw his first few years in the league. If, if we get that back from him, then, you know, that's going to that's gonna go a long way towards um, making this defense be in it, better than it was last year. It doesn't have to be great. If the defense can be middle of the pack, the offense is going to be so good, I think that will be enough. But with Bayard and, and you know, Monty Hooker stepping in back there, I, I think it's got the chance to be that as long as they can all get on the same page here in training camp. So, anyway, that was kind of the, the highlights that I saw on Twitter from the first day of camp. We will continue to do this every day um, as they're on the practice field. They will be back on the practice field on Thursday morning. So, we'll have a lot more information as we go forward. So, again, between now and then, BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website. Check it out. Um, I think Mike's going to be back out there on Friday. So you'll have another you know, really good report from him on that day. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at jmorrismcm. Search out Home Run Throwback, wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all of those things. And tell somebody about it. Really appreciate it. So this is Jimmy Morris saying thanks for listening to Home Run Throwback Daily. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.